was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. Podcast that's voted number one with hoople heads around the world. I am your host, Fuzzy Dan, and on today's episode number 39, I'm joined by a man they call the Alfalfa Desperado. It's Mr. Duty Dutrim. Hola, good buddy. How are we today? Yes, just like uh, Alfalfa's hair, my dick does stand alone out of the crowd. How are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Um, it, it's probably because we've been off for a week. I've lost my spaz. But um, for all of you who missed our, our, missed us last week, apologies to our friends, apologies to our listeners, and of course, apologies to the man, the myth, the legend, the man who can smell cheese out of his armpits, the Culture Shock Collectibles. <laughs> Oh, mate, don't use all your good material now. Like, you've got to save some for later on when we do the ad read. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I've got to glass. So, been two weeks, buddy. What have you been playing in that time? Uh, I have, uh, of course, we've been playing some Formula One on the PlayStation 4. We've been playing that with our friend uh, Liam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learnt the hard way that if you have manual control over your gearbox, you can control the gears going through corners. And Liam absolutely fucking smoked us. Yep. Um, Except for the one way race <laughs> where I outlasted him by driving slower, um, and he crashed out. So that that worked out really well for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that was at the uh, the Hungarian GP, and he 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 went ham while one of his rear tires was over the rumble strip, and he yes. spun out and crashed. And I spun out and crashed for no reason besides clipping grass. That's correct. And uh, yeah, we're going to call that track from now on the Hunger Dome um, because you know. <laughs> It, it works. Uh, but yes, so I think Tina Turner. I think Tina Turner wrote a song about it. <laughs> hunger Dome. <laughs> Beyond the Hunger Dome. Uh, yeah, look, that, that's been a lot of fun. I've learned that I'm much, much slower than everybody else. But if you stay on the course and then slightly bump people out of the way, you you tend to like you know at least survive most of the race. <laughs> I think it was a race in Melbourne where, like, I was first, you were second, and Liam was third. And we've taken off, and we, you've just tried to clip me out, but by doing that, you've boxed Liam in. Mm-hmm. And you've just literally pushed both of us off the track, and you've just taken off. Yep, that was pretty awesome. Proceeding, <laughs> proceeding to crash around the 10th corner. Yes, I made it a lap and a half, though, which was great. Um, and I've also found that, um, yeah, we set it to about, what, 25% of race distance. So if you go out in the first couple of laps, you've got at least 30 minutes to fuck around while everybody else keeps playing. <laughs> yeah, it was f- 50%, and uh, I think I went out for two of our laps. I think I went out on, like, the second or third round. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here and look at Bob's. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 yes. I was, I, I was sitting there watching the race going, fuck. I can't believe I spun out. <laughs> Stewing in my own brew. Yes, well, it's been a it's been a very interesting week of doing that. Um, I as well have been playing a lot of that, and uh, one of my own games, which we'll be talking about today. So I'm very excited yes, yes. to be uh, we'll, getting into that. We've got two games to review. Of course, I've been playing the second one. I haven't been playing much of it, but there are reasons why because it is uh, going to be my review. Yeah, there we go. All right, we've got a bit of news to go through today, though, buddy. Yeah. Yes, yes, I have uh, acquired a, a bit of news that we've uh, that we've missed, mm-hmm. uh, and I have about four or five pieces of news. 
So there we go. It's it's going to be a small piece of news, but then we of course we have the two games to to chat about. It's not the size of the news, buddy, that counts. It's how enthusiastically you read them out. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get excited, guys. <laughs> All right, well, the first piece of news for those of you who are interested. (gasps) Xbox has announced multiple Gears of War 5 bundles or accessories or essentially tie-ins that are coming out with the game. So, of course, we've got Gears of War 5 coming out very soon in September. We have a brand new Gears of War controller. It is going to be the standard controller. It is not an elite controller to which we got from Gears of War 4. It is just a a standard controller that is uh, designed like uh, Kate Diaz or or Kat I'm fairly sure it's Kate Diaz. So it's going to be a a sort of an ice white with sort of a a metal trapping sort of around it, which looks pretty cool. Not only do we have that, we have a, a, a charging dock for the controller so it's one of those similar to if you have uh, the high-end sort of astro headsets where you can just sort of put your put your controller on top of the dock uh it's the same you know, put your headset on top of the dock it's the same thing for a controller and it matches the the gizwa controller dock matches the controller so it's sort of like a, a continuous graphic going across which looks kind of cool Mm-hmm. For those of you who are playing on PC, Razer are also doing Gears of War 5 headphones as well as a keyboard, mouse, and mouse pad. Uh, for those of you who, who prefer playing titles like Gears of War on your, on your PC compared to a console, that's fine. They've got you covered there. There's also a portable hard drive for Gears of War 5. It is essentially a, a frosted over sort of design with the gears sort of uh, omen on the inside of it, which looks very, very cool. And of course, the one thing that's gotten sort of everyone sort of excited is you can pre-order them now. It is a Xbox One X Gears of War 5 console and it looks pretty sexy. It is a, a similar design to the uh, hard drive. It is sort of a, a white frosted over with the Gears of War logo embedded sort of, it looks like it's inside frozen under ice. It kind of looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so of course you can get that. It comes with, of course, a copy of the game, a month of Xbox Live Gold, as well as the controller as well. So um, look, it's, it's one of those things that like when Halo comes out, you get a Halo controller and a Halo headset and all that sort of stuff. They do the same thing with Gears of War. Previously for Gears of War 5, we got the normal, uh, we got two normal Xbox controllers, or Gears of War 4, we got two normal Xbox controllers, we got the Xbox Elite controller, which was like 350 bucks, we got heaps and heaps of stuff for Gears 4, and they're doing the same for Gears 5, but being a bit more inclusive of, uh, of PC players. Okay. It sounds like they have, uh, yeah, jam-packed a bunch of these, uh, bundles for everybody, um, yeah, are you are you pre-purchasing any of these against all you know advice otherwise? I'm contemplating it because Gears of War three was was my jam when that game came out and it was release day. I pre-ordered and bought myself a replica retro Lancer in gold, which I still have. I got the Gears of War three Xbox three sixty controller with the transforming D pad, and I think I and I still have it. The four hundred dollar edition of the Triton headset that like glowed in the dark and stuff like that. I've still got it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> After that, of course, Gears of War four came out, so I've got the uh, I pre ordered the the most ultimate platinum edition of that game. I went out on eBay and got myself the the Gears Elite and. I love Gears of War. Gears of War is my favorite, favorite, favorite thing of all time when it comes to the Xbox own properties. Yeah. The only thing I'm a little disappointed about is we've got a new 
uh, Xbox Elite version 2 controller that's coming out. And it looks great. It's got three profile settings. It's got multiple thumbstick controls. It's got it's it's an improvement completely over the Elite. And I reviewed the Elite recently on our show. And I'm a little bummed out that there's no Gears of War 5 Elite version 2 coming out. Because if that popped up, I'd be like, yep, cool. Here's my money. He, you know, I, I want it. I need it. It's great. Yes. <laughs> well, look, uh, you, I, I can understand that you're really excited about these ones. Like, it, it sounds like, you know, Gears obviously is going to be a, a huge release this year. Um, I know that they've got uh, Gears 4 that's come out as part of the um, Xbox Games with Gold uh, for this month. Yes. So I think they're just getting yes. everybody ramped up. When's, when's the release date for, uh, for Gears 5? If I'm not mistaken, it's either September 5th or September 10th, one or the other. Yeah, so they're, they're definitely... Just um, off the top of my head, yeah. yeah. They're definitely getting people hyped up for this one. And it sounds like you're already on board. Yeah, 10th of September, I believe, is the uh, release date there. So, Have you have you played uh, Gears of War 4 before? Um, no, I have not. Um, so I will uh, definitely be downloading it this month and uh, giving it a try. My, my, my tibid sort of suggestion is... Let's get that going. Let's let's boot. It. Let's you download it. I'll boot my copy up because I'd never uninstall a Gears game on my Xbox. <laughs> and let's play. Let's let's live stream on Twitch the f- your f- the first startup of the game to get your initial thoughts and impressions and, and commentary. Okay. Just so we can get your ideas on what you think of of the the story or, or the game. Sure. Let's let's give that a go. Yes. Yes, well, next piece of news, uh, speaking of giving it a go, I don't know if you've played the series or, or, or four entries of the series, but it's all coming together in one big happy bundle. That is Telltale's The Walking Dead Definitive Edition is coming. That, of course, is going to encompass all four seasons of the game in one. Um, have you played any of the Telltale games in regards to The Walking Dead? I believe I played the first chapter of, of that when it came out because I believe they did it as a... As a free version to just you know, get people into it, um, yep. and then I played none others after that because I was uninterested. I think it took like there was a long time between like the first chapter and the second chapter, and by the time the second chapter yep. came around, they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be fifteen bucks." I was like, "Well, I don't care anymore. I've forgotten all the characters. Do not care." Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, they're interesting, um, but I don't know if I'll be going. I'm I'm pretty much over the Walking Dead as a property at this stage. Well, says so Robert Kirkman because he has wrapped up the series now, um, and the TV show is is sort of f- falling over in its own filth. Um. No, it is it is foff. Yes, um, <laughs> I believe Robert Kirkman gave up on this franchise many many years ago, buddy. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, now he's moving on to Oblivion Song, which is fucking shit. We both agree it's not good. It's not. It's uh, terrible. Yes. Um, so, yes, The Walking Dead Telltale series, uh, it was revolutionary in regards to bringing back that point-and-click sort of adventure. Um, I did enjoy Season 1. I didn't finish Season 2, but I will say I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the Batman Arkham... Oh, no, it's not Arkham, but the Batman Telltale series because Season 1 ended really, really good. Like, you, you had um, the sort of this mysterious sort of Arkham-esque character and you had, uh, of course, Two-Face would turn into Two-Face painting on your actions and season two was all about Joker and, uh, and spoiler alert for my particular scenario, I actually made Joker my Robin for a little bit and he was my partner in crime and it, and it was a really fun dynamic to go, 
let's see where this goes. Let's let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I look- speaking of. Oh yes. No, I was going to say I I played some of the Batman one as well, and I will say, and some of the Game of Thrones one um, that came out as well. They had a bunch of those. Look, I think the format is interesting, but you know, you're either into it or you're not, and I'm definitely I've decided am not. Yeah, yeah, I was only into it for essentially Batman, but then after that, I'm like, oh, I'm 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 done. Yeah, but speaking of done, it is coming back though. It's probably your, it's probably in your member berries more than mine because I don't recall ever touching one of these. But fuzzy, you may very well might touch one of these again September nineteenth of this year. That is the Sega Mega Drive is coming back September nineteenth. It's coming to Australia for one hundred and forty dollars, and it has forty two games okay. on this sort of uh, retro console that's coming back. Do you have any memories of the Sega Mega Drive, fuzzy? Of course, because I'm as old as dirt. And, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> not that good quality, dirt. No, 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 not that good. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Um, yeah, look, I, I do remember it. I think it was uh, it was a lot of fun at the time. I was probably still more Nintendo at this stage, but um, the Mega Drive had, had its place. Um, any announcements on what kind of games uh, they're bringing out with it? That's always... See, with a lot of these, when they're going back to those original consoles, it's all about the games that they include on there. And more importantly, the games they don't. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they've got. I'm sure we got a lot of Sonic, but I'm also 100% positive that I did not take a look at the games that are coming. But I can tell you <laughs> it is 42 games that are coming to the Sega Mega Drive. So okay. I would assume some form of Sonic. Um, I'm Even though I don't necessarily know if it was a Sega property at the time, but it is now. But the old Alien games, the original Alien games, would be a bit of fun, as frustrating as they were. So here we go. I've got the list here, um, and they've got the most important two right up front. Sonic the Hedgehog and Echo the Dolphin, uh, which is pretty awesome. What the fuck is Echo the Dolphin? Buddy, we've got to play some Echo the Dolphin. Um, anyway, we've got uh, Toe Jam and Earl, Altered Beast, um, Shinobi 3, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic 2, Earthworm Jim, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, uh, Alex the Ooh. Kid in the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World, uh, Road Rash 2, Virtua Fighter 2. Now, I'm just going to say, um, can Sony take a little step back from all the games that they've uh, they've done? Have a look at this. This is how you do a proper release. Um, that's not bad. I will say that's not bad. Um, as far as those consoles go, uh, looking through some of the photos on this one though, they are still wired controllers, um, which gives me the shits. Um, so. That's not too bad. Nintendo's the the Super Nintendo and the NES that Nintendo recently sort of sort of brought back were wired, and I'm fairly sure that if we get a Nintendo 64 uh, retro, which I 100% will be buying. They will have corded controllers for the member berries. Don't don't do corded controllers. The corded <laughs> corded controllers were one of the worst things. My television is just far enough away at the moment where it will be an inconvenience to me to have a corded controller in my house. Just make it all wireless. Like just bring your TV like a foot forward. I, no, I know your living room. You no, can, you can move no. it. I put that I put that TV there for a reason to be put forward a foot when you move. It's not going to happen. Um, but look, I've, a lot of fun. Mega Drive was that next step forward for games at that point in time. Um, yeah, but look, they've got a, a lot of great games in there. Um, just from that list I read, they're most of my favourite games from that era that have come through in those. So, 
Um, yeah, big uh, big win for them as far as the uh, retro consoles are concerned. Um, if I was going to get any one of them, I mean, it's just pretty good. Um, but yeah, there we go. When's it when's it coming out? September fourteenth. Uh, so sorry, sorry. September nineteenth for one hundred and forty Australian dollars. Okay, okay. Um, look, I think there was was it the Nintendo that came out a while back. They Nintendo come out and they actually gave you the option. They came with the corded controllers, but you could also buy wireless controllers as well. Um, which I oh, I don't recall that. Yeah, I, I kind of liked that. You had to buy like an adapter and all the rest of it, but it just it was something pretty cool about it. So. Yeah, if you if you give me some cord, uh, like cordless controllers, you give me some sort of reason to buy it, I might consider it. Mm, there we go. Yes. There we have it. Uh, I've got some more news. Speaking of Sega Mega Drive, it, surprisingly, it's not on the list. But Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat was at some point on, I think, on the Sega Mega Drive. If I'm not mistaken, I think Mortal Kombat Three was on a Sega. Yep. Was it not? I yes. Well, so, yes. one of the fan favorites, I think, if memory serves, originally introduced in Mortal Kombat 3 is now coming to Mortal Kombat 11, coming August 13th. That is the fan favorite character of Nightwolf. We have his, uh, we've been given a trailer and, and, and look at one of his fatalities, which mm-hmm. looks fucking brutal. He essentially kicks the crap out of the enemy. He lifts them above their head. He has this giant sort of ghost bear appear above him, and then he just pulls them in half. Um, Nightwolf, of course, uh, uh, a lot of people were upset that he wasn't in any of the previous iterations, that he was actually in some of the cutscenes and not in the actual game. But now Nightwolf is coming to Mortal Kombat 11 with... with We've already got uh, Shang Tsung, who is played by the actor from the film, and he actually looks like the actor from the film and can be actually sort of put in the costume of his film outfit, which we're getting some pretty cool characters. We've got Spawn coming on the way, and Sindel, I think, are still announced. Yeah, cool. Can I just say it's a little bit disappointing that he uh, has a bear and not a wolf uh, for his fatality, so... um Oh, there probably will be a wolf fatality, <laughs> but that was a that was the one they they showed in the in the combat trailer. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, well, there you go, Nightwolf coming. Um, exciting. Are you still playing this game? Because I know we both have this. Are you still playing it? Yes, yes, I did play the Shang Tsung DLC, and holy crap, he's a lot of fun to play as. Um, I will say he's a little lacking in the sort of costume variety department. Like with Scorpion and Sub Zero, you get their traditionals, you get an armored, you get a, a a sort of a human look, all that sort of stuff. But with Shang Tsung, you just get sort of traditional, sort of old with the big beard. You get youngs, but by young, it's it's like the actor's look. It's not. Mortal Kombat 2 where he's got the goatee and then you've got his movie outfit all the other costumes I'm like I don't care you start off when you get Shang Tsung with his movie outfit in his purple trench coat I'm like fuck it all of these costumes aren't that great the best one is the one you get in regards to the movie costume I'm not going to swap out from any other costume and he's like his his sort of weapon variety like how you can change sort of scorpion sword or his face mask or something like that his essentially like gloves it's a little chalice he has on his hip like it's nothing special it's 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 pretty non uh visual stunning sort of stuff it's like oh his gloves are different or he's got a scroll on his belt like nothing cool like oh you know sub-zero's face mask is actually made out of ice and it's like dripping water and stuff like that Mm. Yeah, okay. No, I can understand that. You want to see a little bit of variety. There seems to be a lot of different options with all of the other characters, so a little bit disappointing they haven't chosen to do that with uh, with his character. 
Yeah, I think that probably the best one we'll get variety with in regards to the the weapon changes and stuff like that will be Spawn because he'll have different capes, he'll have a you know different type of uh, melee weapon like his axe or he'll have a sword or something like that. So that'll be kind of cool. As long um, as he can speaking... turn into a motorcycle uh, like the movie, then I'll be happy. So armored motorcycle I, I, in the game. I watched about ten fifteen minutes of Spawn last night after watching a old school comic book film and went, "What the fuck am I doing?" No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started watching The Boys again. <laughs> have you not seen the entire movie yet? I have. I have a very long time ago, but I watched the first 10 minutes and went, this is awful. No. Yes, it is. And then turned it off. <laughs> Stay tuned. It might be one of our retro revivals on Check It Not Nerd. <laughs> now, that's, now, that's a topical one. But, <laughs> now, um, now, that's this... a threat. <laughs> <laughs> now this is actually a, it's a new game that's been announced now I believe the developers behind it if I'm not mistaken and, and people of course tweet message us if we're wrong but I don't believe this developer's worked on many sort of larger titles but it's a game that's coming up in September 10th mm-hmm. and it's called Greedfall Fuzzy have you heard about Greedfall? I have not it essentially just by, by looking at some of the gameplay in the trailers it seems very sort of um, sort of Pirates of the Caribbean sort of uh, nautical themed, but mixed with the Witcher. So essentially, it seems like you're a, a monster hunter or a demon hunter. You come to these islands. It's full of uh, it's full of monsters and creatures and demons and stuff like that. And from oh what my. you can tell, it, it's like you're hunting and killing them. But the attire of your character, of course, can be customized to your heart's content. But it's very sort of like the big hats and the straps and the sort of the sabers and all that sort of stuff. It looks really interesting. Um, we've requested for a, a review copy of Greedfall. I am actually really interested in this game. Uh, it comes out September 10th. We've got some customization uh, trailers that have come out showing that similar to Skyrim. You can go male, female. You can customize a living fuck out of your character, which will take me about eight hours. Um, and we've also got some... We've also got some trailers about the the world of of Greedfall. It looks really interesting. It looks very sort of nautical sailing muskets, but also like demons and monsters and stuff like that, which is kind of a cool spin. I'd kind of like looking like a sort of a a pirate demon hunter-esque character. Okay, okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, um, the the company that you're talking about, Spiders, uh, is the developer. They did a game a couple of years back called the, um, The Technomancer. And, um, uh, yeah, Technomancer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was interesting. It was a game. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I definitely saw where they tried to go with it, but yeah. <laughs> so don't hold your breath, is all I'm saying about this one. It looks interesting enough, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, mm. I mean, if you're going to go pirates, you're going to go that kind of stuff, just go back and do Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And, uh, enjoy uh, yourself. Like, uh, as as much as I like the Assassin's Creed sort of idea and and mythos, I play. I think the last Assassin's Creed game I played was Origins, which was the Egypt one. And the the one thing that that ticks me off about games that are open world is having the here is your main story. You cannot progress to the main story till you're level twelve because it's, it's you know the enemies can withstand an arrow to the fucking head, but you're level four, so you need to do side missions yeah. in order to level up yeah. to do the main missions. I will say that these uh, that it's that that was one of the new developments they had in the last two uh, Assassin's Creed games that that wasn't previously in their world. 
so um yeah if you go back to some of the older games it's a bit more um one shot one kill kind of thing so yeah it's the like the, mm. the new rpg elements which they bought in which it looks like they've got for greedfall uh looks very much like that rpg kind of fighting game um yeah yeah i think yeah you you'll find something similar but yeah old school assassin's creed especially in the black flag era it was it's the best game in the franchise so yeah if you like pirates and you don't like all the fucking around maybe play that but uh this looks like customization rpg out the wazoo yeah yeah and i you you know me i quite like sort of having fun creating a a mythos for my character and then of course going ah i don't like his nose and then restarting the game (laughs) burning your burning your pc down and playing again yeah, yeah, but but fuzzy, we have a sponsor. Yes, we do. <laughs> Damn it! I thought he was going another piece of news. Well, look, um, some say he's a mutton puncher, and uh, others say he's all beer and skittles. Um, all we know is his name's Michael, and he's from a place called Culture Shock Collectibles, your number one stop for all of your nerdy needs and cultures and collectibles. <laughs> bravo, uh, bravo. They, they do all sorts of stuff uh, if you want the latest toys and bits and pieces for your man cave or, or lady cave ladies have caves too um, go check them out at cultureshockcollectibles.com um, they are pretty awesome they've got some heaps of cool stuff I'm sure Dirty has purchased something from them absolutely recently um. Well, yes. Uh, the the last thing that I got was uh, from for my birthday. My wife got me my wife um, the Obi Wan hot toy, which looks very very cool. Michael's just received the latest shipment of hot toys, which he has the Justice League Flash, which looks pretty fucking cool. He has a heap of lightning accessories, so he can make it look like he's speed running. And then, of course, there is the Justice League Aquaman that he's just received as well. He comes with his mother's trident. He comes in his green armor. He comes with a mother box, and he's actually really, really poseable compared to some other figures that you'll get sort of in a in an actual outfit. So, like, say, for example, Batman isn't very poseable because of his cowl and because he's so buff, he actually can't pose much but Aquaman sort of moves in his armor really well he also has the Black Panther figure and if I'm not mistaken as well the Black Panther throne from the film Black Panther Um, so of course if you're looking for some Justice League figures to level out your DC shelf or you're looking for you know the Black Panther throne to go with Black Panther it's it's pretty fucking cool there's some there's some great stuff so you can find them of course at cultureshockcollectibles.com the link will be in the description below. Of course, you can find them on the on the social media pages. We'll tag them in that. Um, but yeah, they've also got some limited edition Funko Pops. They've got the Millennium Falcon Funko Pop, which for Funko Pops that are normally twenty bucks, this is hundred and twenty bucks. But it's massive. It's one of the biggest Funkos that Funko have released because it's it's quite wide rather than being sort of short and stubby. It's it's the fucking Falcon. Mate, um, I think so... you're forgetting the the two most important ones of recent times. He also has the the limited edition Steve Irwin Funko Pop, the Crocodile Hunter himself in Funko form. Um, so that's available for pre-order. Um, and he also has, uh, which this one, I thought this was going to be number one on your hit list. Um, it is mm. the Iron Man head with uh, with the Punisher uh, painting over the top, um, it looks yes. pretty damn awesome. 
So Iron Man. Yeah. So Punisher. in the com- in the in the comics, the Punisher gets the War Machine armor and essentially is the Punisher in the War Machine sort of getup. They are releasing a hot toy of that as well. Um, for those of you who are interested or who care or or sort of anything in the world of hot toys, it is the Civil War War Machine outfit. So it's the exact same outfit that he wears in War Machine in the Civil War movie, um, but it is a darker shade of grey. It's got the Punisher skull on top of the face uh, plate for uh, the War Machine faceplate, as well as a Frank Castle head and. It looks it looks pretty fucking sweet, yeah. Um, which yeah you can see for yourself. Um, I think coming up shipments wise, he's got a uh, director Krennic that I think will be coming out at the end of the year, which Everybody's I'm very excited favorite for. Character director Krennic. <laughs> I'll have you know that me and Andy Campbell pre-ordered that from Michael as soon as the pre-orders went live because it is fucking awesome. Um, there's also I believe. Count Dooku and Obi-Wan will be coming in uh, in the next couple of weeks to the next couple of months. Um, there's also the new War Machine from Infinity War. There's heaps of new stuff constantly coming out. So keep your eye on uh, on his social media pages because as soon as something comes in stock, he lets you know straight away. And of course, he also puts in all of his links saying swipe up to, to go to straight to the page or, or whatever that might be. So um, he's a great dude. He's got some great stuff. And if you go to a convention in Melbourne... He's got some great sales on at the convention. So, mm-hmm. you know, at Supernova, if you walk into a Supernova, it's like, here, you know, here's the big, you know, the big conglomerate store. But it's like, don't go there. Find Michael because he's got it cheaper than the bigger stores. And $50 or more, free shipping. I mean, bargain. Like, right there, that's a bargain. Oh, yeah. That is fucking outstanding. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, check him out. CultureShockCollectibles.com. Thanks, Michael, um, for being, you know, sponsor and just... Just a nice guy. We've got to get him on at some point. Get him back on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about DMC and how much it's awesome. Oh, he'll give you another game to review, I'm sure. <laughs> I think he If you're listening to this, Michael, to send him a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, send us a challenge. We've still got to race him in Formula One. That's his challenge. Ah, okay, fair, fair. All right, well, uh, this week, buddy, we got two games to review. Let's talk about them. I'll, uh, you know... Ladies first, I'll let you uh, let you lead the way with your game that you've been playing this week. Let us know. Yes, so I have been playing the new Wolfenstein game, Wolfenstein Young Blood. So uh, of course we received a copy of the game. Uh, we got it last week. Apologies again for not uh, for not producing an episode uh, last week. Um, but I've been playing Wolfenstein Young Blood. Uh, it is set, of course, in the eighties. For those of you who haven't seen any of the gameplay trailers or anything like that, um, and you actually don't play as BJ Blazkowicz, you play as his uh, as his twin daughters, Jess or Soph. Essentially, the story is. BJ is missing. He, the BJ is gone, um, and no BJ, <laughs> no BJ. <laughs> I'm instantly putting this game down. <laughs> and um, essentially, uh, you, 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 essentially, your mother Anya doesn't know where he is. The last sort of known, random sort of location where he might be is is France, and as it is Nazi occupied. France, uh, Kuala Lumpur, France, um, and it is Nazi-occupied France because the U.S. is actually liberated. Um, so essentially, you are playing as the twin daughters, Jess and Soph. You are essentially you steal power armor, which in the game allows you to sort of double jump and and sort of run fast and give you some abilities. And you essentially want to go find your dad, and you're playing essentially their first adventure because they haven't shot or killed anyone before. So they're sort of very rookie in that regard. And um, yeah, it's set in the 80s occupied France. Uh, 
oh, occupied France, idiot. It is set in the 80s in Nazi-occupied France, and um, it's got a bit of that sort of, not a Stranger Things vibe, but it's got a lot of sort of the, the background music is very 80s synth, and when you get into action, sort of the, the music sort of fits the genre, and there's neon signs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, when you start the game, of course, you get to pick if you want to play as Jess or Soph, uh, and you get some very small customization options at the start. So you pick Jess or Soph, uh, you get to decide if you want to have your power armor to look black or gold, not that much, and if you want to wear a helmet or not, which you can all ch- you can change as you get into the menus. But if you pick Jess or Soph, I believe that's locked in from the start, uh, and you get to choose your starting weapon and how you want to play. So the uh, the opening power you get to pick is going invisible or having this sort of running charge that if you run into someone, you'll actually knock them down. And that's where my first negative comes into the game because you get to decide if you want to play as Jess or Soph. Jess is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jess is in the cutscenes when you sort of see her before the game starts and you pick your characters before the any cutscene starts. Jess seems more of the situational awareness. She's more of a... She's a nerd of a character, if I'm not mistaken. If, if it's Jess I'm thinking of, she's got the black hair. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, paying attention to the environment. She's sort of keeping an eye on the wind. She's she's very aware of what's going on. Where the other, uh, Soph, yeah, I said yes, Soph, uh, is very brawler. She's essentially, she's the she's the tomboy. She's boxing constantly. She's like buff. She's essentially like a Rocky S character. Like, all she wants to do is fight. I picked the wrong character and the wrong ability. So I picked <laughs> the brawler character and gave her the stealth abilities, but then in all the cutscenes, they're completely opposite to what I've picked. And it's really fucking annoyed me that rather than picking a character and going, cool, you've picked this, ca- you've picked Jess, she's known for having the stealth ability. And you, if you pick Soph, she gets the brawler abilities. But rather than that, they let you choose, which I can understand that works, but in the cutscenes, they set up... One is the brawler, one is the stealth sort of situational awareness. One doesn't like to fight, one loves to fight. Mm-hmm. And that just threw me off. As soon as the first cutscene started for the game, it's not even a, it's not even sort of a, a fight or anything. It's literally just setting up the story of, you know, BJ's gone missing. And it's like, cool, one's a, one's a nerd and is, is knowing about the environment and how to not be detected. And the other is literally boxing into a punching bag until they throw up. Mm. I'm going, shit, I've picked the boxing one and given myself all the stealth abilities. And it makes <laughs> no fucking sense. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Oh, like that was just the, the biggest, what, wait, what? Um... Outside of that, the combat, of course, it's it's Wolf, it's a Wolfenstein game, a recent Wolfenstein game that Bethesda's done. So it's got the, essentially that Doom esque gameplay. It's very gory. It's very fun. You get to choose a lot of weapons. You get to upgrade your weapons as well, um, which is which is always a bit of fun. Um, but of course, being a Bethesda game, there's bugs, and there's an uncomfortable amount of bugs in regards to this texture poppings. The lip syncing doesn't necessarily work. The like it takes ages for a cutscene to actually start. So there is a there is a lot of those technical bugs. Not for that seventy six level of bugs, yeah. but I'd say enough. Like a just like a just cause level. Like there's that something isn't right here. Yeah, it yeah. takes a couple of seconds for it to kick in, and then when it kicks in, it's fine. Um, uh, another issue is, or no, it's not necessarily an issue, but this is the way that the game is set out is. It's got that Assassin's Creed sort of the modernness of the current Assassin's Creed setup is, yep, you need to find your dad. To find your dad, you need to find out essentially about a laboratory. 
And to, in order to find out the laboratory, you need to attack these three main bases and then triangulate positions from these three main bases. Just for the start premise, non-spoiler-esque of the game. And as soon as you get told, yep, there are your missions, previous Wolfenstein games is you go from sort of mission to mission to mission until you sort of naturally finish the game. Where this game is open world there are side missions you can it's got rpg elements in regards to new skills upgrading your equipment all that sort of leveling up as you would mm-hmm. but as soon as you're given the story missions it's like you're told you're not strong enough to do this the level icon is 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 sort of scratched out saying you're not high enough to do this do side missions to level yourself up and then go do them and yeah. i'm sitting there going i don't want to do the side missions i don't care about a missing person at a hospital i'm more concerned and my character should be more concerned about finding her dad not about these people have gone missing here is an sort of an open world a sectioned that a trans transportable sectioned open world for you to move to and and sort of do side missions and i'm like i just want to do the missions then after i've done some missions if i want to do side missions in order to upgrade my guns for a, a specific attachment or something. Fine, that's fine. That's how I think this game doesn't work because Assassin's Creed. My problem with that, you had to do side missions to level up to do the main missions. But Far Cry, I found I was doing the side missions to actually increase my sort of my my satchel so I could hold more guns or I could increase certain you know magazine sizes. I was doing side missions to get the rewards to upgrade the guns I used, rather than just doing side missions to level up and eh. that is a problem with this game yeah I can um, see that. so that's a little annoying but i will say something that's really nice and refreshing about the game is you can play the entire game start to finish in co-op which is fantastic and the cool thing is you go into you go into a store you go on lot on you know the xbox store the playstation store pc wherever it might be if you spend an extra 10 bucks and get the premium edition of the game what this allows you is you have sort of a, well, a premium edition of the game. And <laughs> what that gives you is <laughs> is you can play the entire campaign with a friend who doesn't actually need to purchase the game. Okay. So they can down, your, your friend can download a, a trial copy of the game or, or essentially a promo, sort of a free version of the game that they can only play with you. So if you're wanting to play the entire campaign of Wolfenstein Youngblood with your best mate who's, you know, on the other side of the country or, you know, you and your wife, you've got two TVs put together and you want to play it side by side for free, you can do that. And I really, really like that because your character levels up, you level up, you get to have that bit of fun and you're essentially only buying one copy of the game, which is what we got with, I think, EA's uh, Prison Escape game, No Way Out, last year. And it seems like Bethesda have taken that idea and gone, cool, we've got twin daughters as 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 the main character premise, Let's get people to spend an extra ten bucks and do that, and and sort of and have two people playing at once, and it really, really works. I really like that idea. Mm. That being said, with the RPG elements of the game and the stupid decision of, yep, you can play whichever character you want, whichever way you want, rather than actually having a stealth and sort of setup. That being a modern game that it is, it has microtransactions. Every person you kill in the game gives you silver. Silver is used to buy you know a new stock or increase your ammo capacity upgrade your guns in certain ways sure, if you yeah. don't want to get silver to upgrade your stuff you can buy gold with real world money and then just upgrade your 
your stuff or you can purchase skins for your guns or you can purchase outfits for your stealth suits and it's it's really good like it's a it's really hard to describe it's a fun game especially if you're playing with a friend and they're playing for free as well mm. it's fun but having to to do that that bit of the unnecessary grind even if you put it on the easiest setting this game will remind you you're its bitch <laughs> there are there are like actual story missions in the game that before you're even given the open world option where i'm shooting something with recommended weapons to shoot it with because they're all recommended weapons for certain enemy types and it's taken me 20 minutes to shoot down a fucking dog like the the big armored panzer dogs mm. and it's just not going down i'm like okay this is on the easiest setting now it's not going down <laughs> it there are certain moments in the game where it's like you we recommend using two people and it doesn't tell mm. you that so yeah. it's fun it's a good game um i'd say if you and another mate want to play the game spend the extra 10 bucks get your mate to give you the extra 10 bucks go 50 50 whatever that might be because it will be, re- it's really fun to play online and actually have that bit of a fun dynamic. Okay. Um, playing it single player like you would Wolfenstein One and Wolfenstein Two, it doesn't really work because it's not a progressive story. It's it's not a linear story. It is a sort of story side mission, side mission, side mission. Up, oh, okay, you've leveled up. Story, it, it's it's breaking away from the sort of the the actual solo single player. Where multiplayer wise, it works really well. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Like, um, I've I've played a lot of the other Wolfenstein games. Got off the uh, at the last game because of the the story a little bit. So it sounds like they've they've continued uh, in the same breath in this this series of the game, but maybe toned it down a little bit from the last iteration. Yeah, yeah, they've they're, they've toned down the story a little bit. The the this slightly new enemy types. That being, I think Wolfenstein Two was set in the sixties. And this Wolfenstein is set in the eighties. All the guns are the same. Okay, which, which is, is really, it's really kind of weird. Like I understand, like if you look at guns twenty years ago and look at guns now, there isn't that many in regards to new physical weapons to actually fire. But it still feels like they're missing something. There needs to be something like even if it's the same gun, update it a little bit, make it look a little different, make it fire a little different. Don't just make it the same carbon copy gun from the even some of the weapons are from the first game and they've just literally just brought it over to Wolfenstein 3 and it doesn't really show any progression of time in regards to the gameplay. You can literally play Wolfenstein 1, pick up Wolfenstein 3, fire the exact same gun just in a new setting. It, yeah, that's, I mean, especially when they were yeah. dealing with future guns in you know, the last Wolfenstein, you'd expect them to be you know, much more futuristic when the game is set 20 years in the future. Um, yeah, there was yeah. laser weapons and all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, just, just keep it going with the times. Yeah, there aren't many new weapons in that regard. Yeah. So that's okay. a little annoying. But it's one of those games you can tackle it any way you want. If you want to run in guns blazing, just pick the right fucking character because it'll annoy the living shit out of you. <laughs> but Well, it did for me. But, like, you can run in guns blazing, knocking people over and shooting everyone, or you can go stealthy and actually sort of turn yourself invisible and sneak around people. But... Mm. It's it's one of those games you can play any particular way you want, but just I'd say get the ten bucks, spend uh, and play it with a a reliable friend who essentially will play the whole thing. Like if you've got if if you play it and then you know 
they get bored of it or stop about it or something like that, I think you'll inevitably end up stopping and, and, and won't sort of finish the game. Yeah, where sure. Where if, if, if it's sort of the you and a mate, yep, cool, let's get this done, let's get this bread, there you go. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Oh, awesome. Um, so if you were giving this a, a score out of five, um, what are we going with? If it's a multi, if you're playing with a mate, uh, or if you're playing, if you know, it happens all the time. You can make friends online, you know, complete randoms online, playing with them regularly. I'd say this is a four out of five. Okay. Um, if you're if you're playing online, if you're playing single, it's probably a three. Mm. So it's a little troubling playing it by yourself because some areas are just made for multi. Yeah. But playing it. And if you play single play, you have an AI following you around. The AI is fucking stupid, mm-hmm. um, but playing with playing with others is is good fun. Okay, awesome. There we go. Well, that's it. Uh, so, yeah. Wolf, Wolfenstein Young Blood. Um, check that out uh, wherever you can. I believe it's on uh, like all platforms, right? Yeah, it's even. I think it's even on the Switch as well, which is pretty fucking cool. We also got. Um, it probably should have brought it up in the news. Doom One, Doom Two, and Doom Three are coming to the Nintendo Switch. The Doom Trilogy. The Doom Trilogy. All three games are coming to the Switch. I'm getting all three because fuck yes, I will play Doom on the go. I <laughs> uh, look. I get me the original Doom, like original launch of Doom on the Switch. I'll play that. I'll play that. But uh, yeah, don't know about the rest of them. I think one and two is fifteen dollars, and three is fifteen dollars on the Switch. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> I'm yeah. Idiot. All right, there we go. So uh, yeah, check it out. Wolfenstein, Young Blood, or Doom. Um, take your preference, but uh, those games are out now and available for you. There you go. Um, but duty. But Fuzzy, you've been playing something. Yes, I have. I have been playing something. Yes, indeed. I've been playing a game called Age of Wonders: Planetfall. Um, so this is a game that I have been playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're after a great start. What is it? I've n- I'm not familiar with it besides the term Planetfall. Okay, so yes, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this game. All right. So it's what's like, the story? Give me the story. Well, there's not really a story. It's kind of like it's a, <laughs> it's a strategy game. All right. So it's kind of okay. a little bit like. Civilization uh, meets yes. Starship Troopers, um, yes. meets Space Catan, um, meets right. the entire cast of the Mos Eisley Cantina. So it's like this this whole melange of like space stuff all in one place um, in a strategy game. So sounds like he doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we could quote that entire movie. But we're talking about this game. Uh, yes, it's a strategy game. It, think of it really, it's very similar to Civilization. Um, so the main part of the game is essentially you have landed on this planet as one of a half a dozen different races or space yes. factions, if you will. Yes. Um, and basically you are there to take over the, the map. So turn-based scenario, so you move all your troops you know, you build up your cities, whatever, and then you, you wait and everybody else has a turn, that kind of thing. But in between, if you attack a faction or if they attack you, you will have a uh, like a turn-based uh, mini-map, like a battle map that you take them down with the individual characters. Now, you can skip over those if you, if you want. If you just want to play the world map, totally fine. You can skip past it. Um, but a lot of fun is to be had in the, uh, the individual combats themselves. There's a lot of... 
it's like this this second game it's a game within a game it's not a mini game it's kind of its own separate game um you buy this game to do yeah i think there's one of the detractors from when people play civilization is that it's uh you know you're only really playing half of it it's kind of just throwing characters at another another guy and it's whoever's got the strongest roll of the dice wins so yeah it's i think that you lose a little bit in those and you gain that in this game and age of wonders always seems to have had that depth to it which is a lot more fun uh, so yeah, so it's it's really good. I've I've enjoyed playing it. Um, I found I tried all of the uh, the different factions, and there's some really unique characters within each of them, which is awesome. It's not like mm-hmm. you know, hey, here's a new faction. It's just a reskin of the other faction. It's got all the same abilities. They are very distinct. Um, so as with previous editions of this game, like they used to do sort of sci-fi fantasy kind of worlds so it was elves and orcs and dwarves and all the rest of it they've essentially done that same thing but in space form um so they've got a human race they've got a a race of space amazons um they've got a crime syndicate called the the syndicate because you know obviously um they've got a race of (coughs) bugs so you know they're pretty pretty much they the main race is like praying mantises but they've got all sorts of different bug creatures within their race um they've got uh, some evil emo cla- uh, clones called the assembly um and then my personal favorite is a race called the devar um who are basically russian space dwarves so yeah pretty much you ex- and bloody dwarves man <laughs> dwarves are great um but yeah um, if i said to you russian space dwarf that's exactly what whatever you're thinking of right now is exactly what's in this game. That's like it's a game of stereotypes essentially. <laughs> I'm picturing Dolph Lundgren with itty bitty legs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and you know they're pretty much just walking around talking about vodka and digging up things and smashing things with hammers. So you know they've I'm got- picturing the I'm picturing the scene in Rocky Four with like the touch gloves. And where 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 Creed tries to slam his gloves and he doesn't move, but yeah. instead Drago's punching him in the nuts, and he goes, "I must break you." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's yeah. what I'm picturing. Uh, that's yeah. exactly what they are. So look, they they play a little bit on that, but they essentially will have um, specific skill sets depending on uh, the race. So like the space dwarves are all about um, like close up melee combat. There's others have got long range weapons. Uh, you get to customize some of your heroes and give them special abilities and things like that. Um, but essentially, yep. it all boils down to you know move your character, take a sh- t- have an attack, defend, you know, and and go again. So it's it's really like if you, if you're into turn based strategies, this is as I said a two level type game, and I think there's a lot of fun to be had within that combat. And once you discover a faction that suits your play style. So there were a couple for me that didn't really work out. Um, they just, I don't know, they didn't have the the right abilities, the stuff that I really didn't want to work with. Um, so there's, you, you'll find your own faction and you'll make it work for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Fuzzy, that's a that's a sort of a, a question, and it's it's hard to describe. But when we review a game that is sort of more on the difficult end to review, we always say there's fun to be had. But my question is, did you have fun? <laughs> 
I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Especially when you consider that normally with strategy games, they suit the PC format more. Uh, this game uh, I got on the console, so I got this on the PS4. They've done a lot of customization stuff to make it a bit more accessible for, uh, for console format. So it made it a lot yep. more interesting to play. So I had a lot more fun than I thought I would playing uh, on the console. That being said, I probably would have preferred PC just because this definitely pushes towards that style. Um, but look, it's fun. It's really, it really is fun. I will be going back to it. Uh, it's one of those ones that takes a lot of time. So when you play a game like Total War, when you play a game like Civilization or Sims or something like that, you get lost in it for a little while, but you you take, you know, take your time and you do it slowly and you think through each of the moves. And yeah, I really enjoy that that aspect to it. So that's that's where I would uh, suggest it does its best work when you take time with it. Well, there we go. And is there anything you want to want to sort of throw down before we uh, or before you give it a review? No, look, I think um, I I think this is a game for yeah anyone who's enjoyed the Age of Wonders previously. Um, as I was saying before, like they used to do a lot of sci-fi fantasy stuff. This is a departure for them in format, but I would say that don't be scared. If you like the previous iterations, you'll like this one. It's just basically replaced magic with science. So it's the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've, they've done everything that you would expect from those previous games is still here. Um, it's just done better and it looks better and plays better. So yeah, that's, that's where it's at. Um, if I had to give it a score, I would say this is a, a solid three and a half out of five. Oh, yeah, well, there we have it. There you go. Mm. Well, I think just before we wrap up uh, this week's episode, again, probably the third or fourth time I've said this, apologies for not uh, dropping an episode last week. We hope you enjoyed the Stranger Things episode, but we did have, a, a, from what I can see, it's a it's a new listener to the show. Um, his, his social media presence is Kermit, um, whether that's your name or not. Hopefully you're enjoying the show, Kermit, but he did ask in regards to wanting to do a episode on Breath of the Wild. They're fuzzy... Do we want to do that as a sort of a in the back pocket for later on episode on Breath of the Wild? Because he wants to get our thoughts on it. Because from what I can tell, he's a bit of a Zelda fan. Well, look, Judy, I will take any excuse to play Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild is a fabulous game. And you know what? I would take any excuse for us to do it because I know you think differently. Uh, so I, I want us to talk about this game, get it officially on the record and uh yeah I'm, I'm blocking out everything else from that episode and making sure we only discuss that because it's going to be fucking hot 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 takes well we will save that episode for you Kermit. he did have an episode uh suggestion for retro revival for nerd we might leave that until the uh, i think tom is the last tom, tom or ian is the last person for retro revivals we might start taking some some uh some listener suggested movies for a bit of fun um he has put through a pretty good one but a breath of the wild episode would be good my only condition is that that is face to face with alcohol because i need alcohol <laughs> for that episode <laughs> Stay tuned because it may be sooner or later. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss, but uh, thank you very much for the suggestion, Kermit. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be a uh, that'll be an episode. <laughs> it um, sure will. Well, speaking of episodes, check us out on Shaken Not Nerd this week. We're doing another retro revival uh, in time for some sort of anniversary. Um, we're doing a look back to Star Wars Episode One. That's right. This is podcasting. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Al's going to be so happy with you. Now, this is podcasting. Anyway, um, so we're going to be doing an, a special episode on, uh, yeah, Star Wars Episode 1. Check it out this week. It's it's not to be missed because, well, I mean, any excuse to watch Star Wars, but any excuse to listen to five grown men talking about the stupidest movie released in the, the, long, the longest time. Um, yeah, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun with us. And to be fair, this this uh, it, that movie, of course, it is twenty years old this year. I believe it came out May in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that Geek Pod and Star Wars Spelt Out have they've actually got uh, it's a crossover episode. Star Wars Spelt Out and That Geek Pod did a episode one commentary. They've got some really really interesting facts about the movie, which I may or may not have pinched for this week's episode as well. So thank you to uh, to That Geek Pod and Star Wars Spelt Out. But I watched that movie back to back twice in a row this week. I watched it once, and then it came back to the menu, and I went play and played it again. And wow. um, I'm look, I'm looking forward to to uh, essentially talking about that film. That's going to be this week. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, I will be making sure that I talk about it for at least seven minutes, uh, which is equal to the screen time of Darth Maul from that episode. So, um, yeah, seven minutes. Yes. Yes. Our mate, uh, of course, Ray Park, of course, plays Darth Maul, but then we've got you know, our, our mate, mate Sam Witwer. <laughs> our mate Sam Witwer. <laughs> got uh, a yes. really good album. Check it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, uh, thank you very much, Judy. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure to have you back on the, the show this week. Um, stay tuned. We'll be back next week for some more Shaken Not Noob. Uh, until that time, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you to never, ever, ever pre-order anything, especially from EA. And this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and then fiddle with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye.